Welcome to Thursday's Not The Top 20 pod betting show. Ali Maxwell speaking here. On the line with me today is George Ellick. We're going to look ahead to the EFL weekend, making some betting selections. That means this podcast uh, is for over 18s only. We would ask if you are listening uh, to be aware of the risks that surround gambling. Uh, in order to learn more about them, head to begambleaware.org. George, um, it's been a, an exciting week for us, a busy week. We had a, a bit of a first, I suppose, for the podcast. We co-produced a BBC Radio 5 Live special, uh, which was kind of titled How to Run an EFL Football Club. But it was a, a subject that sort of sprung up about a million subtopics, wasn't it? And over the last few weeks, we've worked fairly hard, along with the BBC producers, to, to put something together. And I think and hope that it's gone down quite well. Yeah, it was very good fun to make. Thank you to the BBC for asking us to do this. Um, you know, another another um, something maybe we can add to the conversation surrounding the EFL. But um, I must say, you were absolutely superb in the studio yesterday with Chappers and Mark Palios and Kieran Maguire. Um, and yeah, anyone who hasn't listened to it yet, if you look on BBC Sounds app or if you look on any podcast app and search for Football Daily, you will find um, it's kind of condensed into just over an hour of the, the interviews that we conducted with old, the ex Notts County owner, Alan Hardy, the current Burton owner, Ben Robinson, and the possible future uh, Wickham owner, uh, Rob Kuig. So some absolute, of some absolute interesting stuff in there. Yeah. Paxman-esque questioning from uh, <laughs> from my friend and colleague, George Ellick. It really was. More like Pac-Man, I think. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so thanks again to the BBC. Please listen back if you haven't. Uh, very, very enjoyable. We hope to do some more things like that in the future. Uh, in terms of the betting selections from last week, of course, it was international break, but we went fairly well. My nap landed after 13 minutes over 2.5 goals in w- Wimbledon South End. Your nap, a winner as well, Bristol Rovers. And I got what I wanted from that game too, uh, under 2.5 goals. It was 1-0. Uh, you also had Exeter as a winner uh, and we both had two losers, both of our bonus picks. That's really not going very well. Uh, at the moment, but naps in and four out of six uh, sort of team picks. So um, let's go again with the added bonus of championship action to choose from. Um, I have a feeling you are going to make the most of its return. Uh, uh, where are you going for your nap this weekend? Straight back in with championship stuff? Yeah, exactly. And uh, as as you, you would say, Ali, uh, it's a fantastic slate of fixtures this weekend. <laughs> well, why do you the, think uh, that? The, the, sh- the short list was a long list. Um, and had to whittle it down to a few bets, but there's, you know, I think there, there are enough um, selections to make up two weekends. Uh, this from my uh, from my list, but anyway, I had to whittle them down. And um, you know, naturally, given that I think there's quite a lot going on this weekend, pretty confident on the nap, which is West Bromwich Albion to win away at Middlesbrough at 21 to 20. Um, you and I sat in the Sky Sports studio and watched Middlesbrough against Birmingham. Uh, Borough nearly clinching a, a very, very undeserved point at St Andrews after being completely outplayed for the whole game. Um, Birmingham are not a team I think much of this season. They, they didn't do a great deal in that match to persuade me. Otherwise, the likes of of kind of Crowley putting a very good ball for the winner. Uh, Sunjic looked half decent in, in the middle of the park. You know, they, they looked solid. They were by far and away the better team. They outclassed Middlesbrough, who couldn't get into the game at all. And when you're thinking about the, the likes of Johnny Howson. Um, and, and Adam Clayton in the centre midfield not being able to impact the game at all. <clears throat> you have to think that something is is pretty horribly wrong 
um, at Middlesbrough. And given they have a, a rookie manager... Oh, imagine uh, the work he's been doing on the training pitch in the last two weeks, though. Why is there any reason to suggest that he is capable of doing the work that's needed? There, there is no evidence at all to, to suggest that. He had a whole summer uh, and he's taken a team who were higher mid-table um, down into definite relegation candidates. So I, I see no reason to think that the international break is going to do anything transformative for Borough. Um, West Brom have attacking players that completely eclipse what Birmingham had at their disposal. Um, Diangana, Pereira, Austin, uh, these guys are of a, of a different calibre, really, and they're starting to make it show. We saw them at Leeds and we thought they were unlucky to uh, to be beaten um, on uh, on that day, 1-0. They, they dropped pretty deep for the, for the most part, but that's the only game they've lost this season on the road. Uh, they've won three games and drawn two in that time. And if we're looking at the XG... Uh, ratios away from home, they're third in the, they're third in that 56.83 behind only Leeds and Preston. So a team who enjoy their travels. Uh, Borough's home record is much better than their away record. So it's important to add that caveat into you know into your thinking here if you're going purely off the um, the Birmingham game. But there's enough evidence this season to suggest they're not really up to it. And if you look again at the XG ratio table, Borough are I think fifth or fourth worst in the league at home at Riverside. So even though they've only failed to score. Uh, I think they, I think they've scored in every game this season at home, but I just struggle to see um, them posing much of a threat to this West Brom team, who are pretty quickly proving under Slavin Bilic they are um, the uh, the real deal. I, I'm very surprised to see their 21 to 20. I thought they'd be odds on. I think they'd probably go odds on. We've seen a couple of firms have already moved it to uh, to shorten that wrap that up. So you've got Unibet, Betfred, Betway, Black Type, and Ball Sports are still 21 to 20. Um, this is yeah, this is a, a big one for me, and I'm excited to see it play out on Saturday. There's an awful lot of my selections which are around the same sort of 21 to 20 price. So that's obviously a theme of the, the weekend on the betting show. I'm going for Port Vale. Um, you can get them at even money to beat Stevenage this weekend. They are at home at Vale Park. At Red Zone, the firm offering even money. The majority uh, odds um, a little shorter. 1.95 bet365 stands out. Um, this is possibly going to be my shortest explanation for my strongest fancy this weekend. Just... Um, pure unadulter- unadulterated rather stats and, and data really um, uh, both on the uh, just looking at the table you've got Port Vale's home record very very strong four wins two draws no defeats at Vale Park this season uh, but also in terms of the underlying numbers we use uh, the Fox Punter service for our XG ratio stuff and um, they are first in terms of uh, League Two teams at home this season for XG ratio so the best home team in terms of the Uh, Shot data in the league. They love it there at Vale Park. There's great vibes with the new owners doing fantastic things. Um, A a community reinvigorated by its football team. Uh, A core of reliable players like Worrell and Leon Legg and Nathan Smith and Joyce. You've got Pope and Bennett who you can pump it up to up front and it's proving very, very, um, very, very effective. Certainly at home, they have not been very good away from home. And nor have Stevenage who travelled to Vale Park this weekend. Uh, clearly a, a poor team so far this season, potentially so showing a small sign of improvement under Mark Sampson. They got their first win of the season last weekend, of course. Uh, just three points from their six away games, uh, three draws, that is, uh, and three defeats, no wins. They have uh, completely, on the flip side to Port Vale at home, the worst underlying numbers away from home in League Two. Um, so that's pretty simple for me. Uh, as soon as I, I, I checked out the numbers and saw Vale at even to money, at, uh, even money at home, 
that was a fairly straightforward pick for me and it's something that I feel pretty strong about, so I'm all over it. Port Vale to beat Stevenage is my nap. Uh, George, where are you going elsewhere in the EFL? Sticking in the championship and tipping up Swansea uh, away at Barnsley at 19-20. to 20. Uh, This has very little to do with Swansea. Uh, I'm still not convinced that they are um, one of the best teams in the league. I mean, I think they're pretty much nailed on for kind of a top half finish. And we'll be looking to to get into that playoff spot despite their lofty position, though. I'm I'm not necessarily sure that they are um, up there with the likes of West Brom and Leeds. Might be proved wrong on that, but uh, but we'll see. But they go to Barnsley um, and it's the first game without manager or previous manager, Stendhal. Um, Adam Murray's come in who... Uh, has very little managerial experience. I, I, I think that I, 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 along with quite a few uh, Barnsley fans, would, would attribute most of the success that Barnsley have had in the last 14 months to their previous German manager. Um, I agree. I, I, I agree with them that him leaving the club. Um, I, I don't see how it improves the situation they're in. I think the recruitment from last from the summer was pretty naive. I think they brought in players who probably will be very good in time, but there's a lack of championship nous, a lack of a experienced spine, um, and that defence just looks so naive, and and the way that they approach games so naive as well. Um, the the squad have been drilled and prepared to play that expansive style of football. If Murray tries to change that, I can't see that working in any way whatsoever. And similarly, I think that the likes, you know, the the, the players that Swansea have at their disposal should be able to bully this Barnsley team. Uh, you mean struggles. to say you don't fancy seeing this young Barnsley team playing a low block? Four five one and trying to hit teams on the counter. I don't. So I mean, if if Murray does that, I think it plays in Swansea's hands. If he can, if he maintains the kind of gung ho approach, I think it plays in Swansea's hands again. <laughs> so um, they, I, they can't I, really do anything there. They might as well not. No, bother. I think. I mean, uh, I I can't see how this won't play out as Swansea being the dominant force. We've seen Swansea already this season win games against weaker opponents than them without much uh, without much concern. So. Um, yeah, I think this comes at a very good time. I don't think them. I, it's often we see with sackings like this, um, you'd see a bit of a bounce in the market. Whereas I think that losing Stendhal makes Barnsley notably weaker, and that isn't reflected in the odds. So that's the edge here: uh, nineteen to twenty Swansea to beat Barnsley and, and compound the misery on their poor fans. Michael Flynn. My favourite person, I think, in the EFL, possibly. Your, your sweet prince. My sweet, sweet prince. Uh, he is the leader, the emperor of Newport County, as we know. Uh, and I think they're going to beat Scunthorpe this weekend at Rodney Parade. Uh, they are 2.1 with Bet365. Uh, and Mike Flynn's Amber Army, uh, you look, they were a popular pick when we asked you guys for your uh, champions of each three, of all, well, of each division last week uh, league two was the one where no one really knew and we had about 10 or 11 teams put forward but i think newport was the the joint most popular pick with bradford they didn't play last weekend so uh, dropped off the radar a little bit when we were focusing a bit more on league two and league one um but uh, in terms of home form fantastic really uh, this season four wins two draws zero defeats uh, last season, 14 wins, six draws, three defeats in their 23 games. And you've got in, in 2019, uh, 17 league games played, regular season league games, 11 wins, five draws uh, and one defeat. Uh, we've spoken about the fact that they are uh, just a team that c- can win in a couple of different ways. Very rarely, um, you know, a team that, that dominates the ball and scores three or four goals and just absolutely thrashes a, a team but a, a frequent, to the point of it not being luck, team that 
grinds you down, uh, wins tight games, low margin games, uh, without many goals scored. Uh, I think there's only been maybe, yeah, they've had only one game go over 2.5 goals this season. Uh, they've only conceded six in their 12 games uh, and they've only scored 12. So you can see that that this is the sort of team that just love to turn games into uh, a battle that suits them. Uh, and I think they can do that especially well at Rodney Parade. Um, I think in the last, I think I'm right in saying the last 15 minutes of games, they've scored uh, six goals and they haven't conceded any. So in that crucial stage in tight games, that's where they really come to the fore. Um, and they're playing against a Scunthorpe team this weekend who have uh, improved recently uh, in terms of picking up points. It, it couldn't have got much worse, as we know. You know that we, we have been drawing parallels between them and, and Stoke um, throughout the season, really, just in, in terms of you know teams we expected more from with a almost bafflingly poor start, so many individual mistakes being made, uh, underlying numbers that that probably showed they were getting a little bit unlucky or just having so many mistakes. Um, but they have improved slightly. Uh, despite that, their away form uh, has been horrendous all season. Just one point from six games. They've lost five. And that one point was a, a late, late equaliser at Plymouth last time they went away from home. Despite that point, and a, a, I, I guess a flash of hope uh, for them, I, I'm very, very confident that in terms of where these two teams are at, uh, as League Two teams, uh, I just think Newport are going to uh, enjoy control over this game. Perhaps not control over possession, but control over the game and also the results. So at 2.1, uh, I'm picking Newport to go with Port Vale. So a, a third general selection, George. You are deviating from the championship, I reckon. Yeah, League One. Uh, Tranmere on Friday night to beat Southend at 10 to 11. Um, Southend are, are like unbelievably bad. Um, if anything, it looks like they might be getting worse under Gary Waddock than they were under Kevin Bond um, after an initial sign of life. And whether or not you uh, roll your eyes when we talk about XG ratio or not, I mean, <laughs> their XG ratio for the last four games is 15.25. Uh, what, what does that mean again? Registering 0.43 going forward per game. For those who haven't been listening at the back. 2.39. Uh, but they're basically just conceding chance after chance without cre creating anything at a, at a rate that is basically 50% worse than anyone else in the league. Um, they are, and you know, for, for everybody thought this would be the first game for the new manager in charge. Everyone thought that was going to be Henrik Larsson. That has fallen through. Uh, Sol Campbell is the heavy odds on favourite to take the job, but no suggestion or guarantee that he's going to be in for this game coming up. So, I'm sure he'll be thrilled to, 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 to have heard so publicly that he was not the first choice for the job. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, Tranmere got, got a win. Um, on the weekend against uh, Coventry away from home, which is a big result for them. They showed, I mean, they've been pretty poor this season, but I, I just don't think it takes very much um, to beat the South End team. They're basically operating as probably a lower um, level, possibly even relegation quality League Two team at the moment. Um, so Tranmere will have to be winning this one if they're going to, um, if they're going to, uh, you know, look to stay up the season and they, they dominated Bolton 5-0, that young Bolton team. Southend probably aren't much better than that. So at 10-11, to 11, it seems very, very generous indeed that they'll uh, get back-to-back -back wins. I'm uh, not doing any League One this week, I don't think, uh, which is uh, partly because I'm, I'm saving myself, George, for next week, Wednesday the 23rd of October. I've just received in the post two tickets to Coventry City against Fleetwood Town which is a, a meeting of two top teams in League One, of course, at the uh, St. Andrews Stadium in Birmingham. 
Uh, and we are going to be in with the Fleetwood fans, uh, which controversial for some, I think, but we wanted to taste a bit of away atmosphere, I think, on an EFL midweeker for the first time. And uh, very much looking forward to that. As I said on Monday, uh, anyone uh, who's going to the game, let us know. We we would like to know where the best place to have a pint beforehand is. And it would be great to catch up with some of you guys. So let us know. Get in touch at NTT20pod on Twitter. Generally the best way. Um, I'm going to go for my third sort of general selection in League Two. Uh, it's a it's a clean sweep of League Two action for me. Uh, Cheltenham draw no bet against Walsall. I flirted with taking them outright, um, but I'm 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 just going to be a bit more conservative. They're about they're, they're over two to one to win the game, um, but I'm taking them at two point one. Uh, this game at Walsall I see being a low scoring uh, attritional game. I think edged by a single goal or more. I would be astonished if it goes over 2.5 goals. Uh, I don't think that Walsall are a particularly impressive home team this season. I'm not sure they're a particularly impressive team in general, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I was at the Orient game on Saturday. They were not horrendous by any stretch, certainly not to start the game, and they did take the lead. Um, But there was just a bizarre collapse in the second half where... Uh, everything sort of fell apart at the back and because they are so shy going forward, so just blunt really in the opposition's final third when it comes to creating chances for themselves, uh, they, they really didn't lay much of a glove on Orient in an attempt to get back into the game. So um, I, I, I think it's a little like the Scunthorpe-Newport game, but to a slightly weaker uh, degree, I suppose. I, I, I think we've spoken plenty about this Cheltenham team on the betting show, I think pretty much every time we've spoken about them this season, it's been backing them, uh, and they're on. The, well, they're on the best form in League Two. They didn't play last weekend, but over the last six games, uh, four wins, two draws. Uh, we've spoken about how they have taken a big leap since last summer, uh, and their their away strategy. And you can see with just five goals scored in their six away games, but only three conceded in their six away games, very much to squash the game, uh, to, to turn it into a basically a game that will be decided by the first goal. So um, a Cheltenham team that I think is better than this Walsall team um, uh, is the team that I'm going to go with. Draw no bet, 2.1. That leaves uh, bonus selections, uh, George Ellick. Where are you going for your bonus selection? One of us really needs to land one of these at some point. <laughs> Uh, Bolton to win to nil at home to, to Rochdale um, to finally get the win that I think it's fair to say now that they deserve. Um, they are 21 to 5 best price to win to nil with Coral. Um, and I've just, you know, I'm, I'm getting quite impressed with Bolton, really. Uh, Keith Hill's come in and has definitely sorted the, the defence right out in a pretty short space of time. Um, and I, when you look at the personnel, I guess it's not that surprising because you have. Uh, Hobbs has come in and done a very good job. Um, Jake Wright's been in and out of the team. Zuma seems to be the, the young pair that, that of the guys that came in that have the brightest future with Liam Brickett making a really, really positive start in that role, just shielding the the, the, uh, the four. Um, in their last few games, you could say they were unlucky not to get a win against Blackpool um, on the, the game that was live on Sky. Um, they they, locked, they uh, shut Pompey, uh, Pompey down to just one. They uh, held their own against Sunderland during one all. Uh, they had, probably had the better of the game uh, for large spells against Oxford in a nil-nil draw. So I can't see them conceding many goals. They've basically faced four teams there in, in Oxford, Sunderland, Portsmouth and, and Blackpool who are just streets better going forward than this Rochdale team are. 
Uh, Rochdale got a very big win for them against Accrington last time out, winning 2-1 at home. But if you have a look into what actually happened in that game, they were incredibly fortunate to do so. Um, they were the second best throughout. Accrington had, um, I think it was something like 28 shots in a match, uh, only putting away one. Oh, yeah, 28 shots to nine. And I, I'm not convinced why or if Rochdale are, are the better team here. Um, and the odds uh, have them as marginal favourites. I think that's the wrong way around. Um, I think personnel and the signs we're seeing make this a game that Bolton will, will see as their uh, possible one to finally win. And uh, because they're defensive prowess and because Rochdale struggles in front of goal, um, I'm going to add in that, that to nil at a very, very tasty price. But I'm also backing Bolton just to win the game. But uh, but to nil on top for the bonus bet. I'm going to the, the game this weekend. It's uh, week three of October Quest. Uh, as the Quest Highlights show goes on the road. Uh, I'll be there with Colin Murray and with Michael Brown uh, producing the, the Highlights show, uh, running through the highlights from 9pm on Saturday night. Really looking forward to going to the uh, Uni Bowl, to seeing this this uh, this Bolton fan base that have uh, really had a new lease of life, obviously, over the last few months, and who, as you mentioned there, it's such a difficult situation to be in in terms of league position and it and it it leaves little to be positive about in terms of seasonal objectives but on a match to match basis this team has has been very very impressive uh, as you say draws against Sunderland Oxford and Bolton uh, sorry and Blackpool all at home um they just they just need a goal <laughs> and um I'm a, I'm actually also adding this game into one of my bonus picks I'm I'm going twice on the bonus picks this week because uh, obviously, I've been picking the centre-back first goal scorers. It's something that I believe in. I'm going to continue doing, but I also don't want it to just take over and I wanted to do something else. So uh, you can assume that I've done my research with this when I tell you that my CB first goal scorer pick this weekend is Jason Pierce at 33-1, to Charlton against Derby. Uh, a friend of the pod, Johnny Jackson, uh, takes charge, uh, sort of, with Lee Boyer sitting in the stands, having got a touchline ban. Uh, Jacko, as we know, does the set pieces for Charlton. Exceptionally creative with how he uh, creates separation and creates uh, uh, players in the middle. And Pierce is uh, is a good threat for me. I think he's their biggest aerial threat. So 33 to one is my centre back goal scorer pick. And then I've got a little goals related treble: Cardiff and Sheffield Wednesday. BTTS no at 2.05. Cardiff have conceded three in five at home. They conceded 16 in 23 at home two seasons ago. Sheffield Wednesday's away games have the third lowest goal expectancy behind Brentford and Preston in the Championship. So I'm more than happy to take better than even money that one or both of these teams will will keep a clean sheet. Uh, I've gone BTTS no in Bolton-Rochdale as well. 2.15 this with Bet-Victor. Uh, kind of what you touched on there. Fairly poor attacking teams, I think it's fair to say. I, I, I'd be surprised if that's a high-scoring game. And then Plymouth and Carlisle to go over 2.5. Quite a short price, but I'm tacking it on to the other two to make a treble that pays just over 7-1 to one, uh, with Bet Victor. So two bonuses from me. Jason Pierce, first goal scorer, 33-1. to one. And Plymouth and Carlisle over 2.5. Bolton and Rochdale and Cardiff, Sheffield Wednesday, BTTS, no in those games. Uh, that is added to... Uh, Cheltenham draw no bet, Newport to win, and Port Vale as my nap as well. George. So how many selections is that for the weekend? Uh, don't know. Doesn't really matter, does it? Twelve. Yeah, many as I want, <laughs> mate. Uh, well, it's it's five. <laughs> it's five selections. One of them is a treble. One of them is a 
CB first goal scorer and then three singles. Remind me what, what you've gone with this weekend before we wrap up. Uh, yeah, West Brom's the nap. Uh, Swansea and Tranmere next, then Bolton to win to nil, finally. You sound very excited about your picks. I, must I say. am. I am excited. <laughs> um, I just feel bad we haven't spoken about AFC Wimbledon against Pompey, but maybe we'll do that on, uh, on Thursday. On Monday? On Monday. On yeah. Monday. I'm going mad. Maybe we will. Guys, thank you for listening. Um, it's been a pleasure to have done a really enjoyable Monday pod this week where we answered your questions and chucked up so many interesting and exciting topics. It's, it's definitely made us realise that we need to do that more often. Uh, then a, a busy midweek um, up in Salford putting together this show for the BBC on Five Live, which we loved, and now the betting show. So that's going to be it from us this week. Hope you've enjoyed uh, our output this week. Any retweets are always hugely appreciated as we try to to reach new people and try and grow the audience, grow our shows. Um, we hope you have a great weekend. Get in touch with us. Tell us what you fancy uh, in terms of punts ahead of this weekend at NTT20Pod on Twitter. And we'll talk again early next week. <laughs>